Welcome to the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, a podcast created to inform patients, families, and caregivers about important health transformation topics. Since the 2001 Crossing the Quality Chasm Report by the Institute of Medicine, our nation's healthcare system has recognized its need to improve quality of care by way of six important aims that make healthcare safe, efficient, effective, patient-centered, timely, and equitable. But we cannot hope to cross this chasm and achieve these aims until we make fundamental changes to the whole healthcare system. All levels of this work require dramatic improvements from the patient's experience. So this podcast is dedicated to you, the voices most underutilized resource in healthcare, our patients' voices. Welcome, and we hope you enjoy the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Natasha Washington, president and founder of ATW Health Solutions and sponsor for the Patient Partner Innovation Community. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com. Hello, everyone, and we are so happy that you're tuning in to our Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, and I have a special guest with me today, Ms. Libby Hoy of PFCC Partners. Welcome, Libby. Hello, Desiree. It's my pleasure to join you today. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're so welcome. And so I remember, Libby, I met you, this was, oh, I would say a couple years ago at CMS Quality Conference. And I think you were doing some QIO work or QIN work. And I was so intrigued with your story and really was really even more intrigued about PFCC Partners and the PFA Network. So could you tell our listeners, like, what is PFCC Partners and the PFA Network? And also what inspired you to create this network? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, so I have been a what we call a patient family advisor or somebody using their lived experience in the healthcare system to um, influence the healthcare system. And I've been serving in that role um, really since the mid-90s when I had my family and uh, my three sons who live with mitochondrial disease. So we became kind of a high-end user of the healthcare system and learned a few things along the way, which kind of inspired me to get um, active and engaged in the role of advisor so that, you know, maybe I could, um, maybe a few of the things that I learned could help someone else, you know, have a little easier journey in their, in their role. So um, it's, it was a, a long time and a lot of learning that occurred. I like to say I learned the hard way over <laughs> <laughs> a very long period, and so thought, gosh, what if we started an organization to help shorten that time frame, um, that learning curve for everybody else, because mm-hmm. nobody needs to go through all that. But <laughs> yeah, so we started um, PFCC Partners in 2010, um, really with the focus of building partnerships in whatever uh, venue or or with it, whatever partners were willing. And so we started very much in the hospital space and developing patient family advisory councils and um, uh, the infrastructure for really strong partnership. And we learned a, a number of things uh, along the way about how that gets done really effectively. And so um, with all of that work to develop this space for patients and families to become engaged in the healthcare system and 
engaged in the design of the healthcare system, um, we saw a need for advisors to connect. And I think that's where you and I connected a few Mm -hmm. few years back. And um, when we were just starting with the Patient Family Advisory Network, so the network is a program of PFCC partners, the the sort of, uh, I guess, business of PFCC partners, if you will, is helping health systems to create the infrastructure for meaningful, high-value, and high-sustainable um, engagement of patients and families. And so as part of that, we needed to raise the capacity of the advisor community. And so with that, we developed the Patient Family Advisory Network to be uh, a community of patients and families moving into the advisor role or moving into partnership across health settings, across health activities, um, and provide some uh, training for uh, newer advisors as well as um, really capture what we're learning from our more senior advisors and ensure that that's kind of rolling out into uh, best practices across the uh, a spectrum of activities that patients and families are involved in now. So um, we've got some training for uh, mm-hmm. all advisors. Um, we've also got that uh, community kind of connection point through an mm-hmm. online community as well as virtual meetings and newsletters and whatnot. Um, and then finally, we the advisor advisory network serves as a point of engagement for advisors who want to take on um, regional and state and national uh, types of partnership projects. So we create that matchmaking service, if you will. (laughs) I like the way you put that. And, you know, I remember when I first joined the PFA network and I was still kind of trying to figure out my way and and see where I could really Mm -hmm. fit and make a difference. And I remember when you first kind of, we had our, our webinar, I believe, and you mm-hmm. were kind of introducing the network and, and sharing those different spaces. Like you can serve on in this space, this capacity, but also keeping that level of integrity, which I really, really appreciated. And, you know, I just, and it's also been a, a great level of community. Like I know I've met some really great patient partners you know, being a part of the network and, you know, we share with each other, we share experiences, we share opportunities. And so it really kind of helped me see what, what the sky is really the limit as far as you can be locally engaged all the way up to the national level. And I remember I used to hear, and I'm going to share this, I hope it's okay, um, that when you offered me the opportunity to get involved with the National Quality Forum with NQF, and I had heard about NQF, and everybody's like, wow, you really need to, and I was blown away how engaging they are on a national level, and I was like, okay, this is really, really good stuff, and so you are, when you say you're the matchmaker, you really are the matchmaker of PFE. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all about community, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. not that I have the answers or my staff has the answers. The answers lie in the conversation within mm-hmm. those rooms. And, and so, um, you know, critical, as you know, to have the patient and family perspective represented in policy talks at National Quality Forum or priority setting at CMS. You know, it's important for, um, and, and and even more exciting, really, is, that mm-hmm. our national partners want that voice, right? That mm-hmm. wasn't available to me in 1997. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here we are now in 2019, and, and 
really, I really want the patient and family voice in the room. They want to be authentic about it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we're just helping to build those so that the, the conversation, um, you know, between and among can do with patients instead of for patients. And I think that's really the opportunity that we have, we all have in front of us. And it mm-hmm. really doesn't matter your experience level or your, um, you know, your, your specific circumstance. There really are so many different ways to get engaged that um, everybody can find, you know, a space for themselves, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And another, another, I think the beauty of the PFA network is that you offer certain trainings. I know we, we have like webinars once a month and, and you always pick a topic to kind of train us or, or give us further insight. And so one of the trainings was we all know um, as we're moving in our PFE work, measurement, right? Measurement and right. data. And that seems like a big, scary topic. <laughs> and so I remember um, you offered a measurement training mm-hmm. as part of the PFE, PF, PFA network as a resource. And so could you tell us a little bit about that training and then why that's important for PFAs to receive that training? Absolutely. So I think... Um, the trainings and and we, I almost shy away from calling them trainings. We used to we very specifically call them skills exchange. And again, that's because mm-hmm. the crowd knows that more than than us, you know, individually. And so those curriculums have been developed through um, interactions and conversations and some evidence and um, to to really speak to patient family advisors and the opportunity they have in those conversations. So. Um, for instance, with um, with the measurement basics, that was a, uh, a curriculum that Lindsay Bourne, uh, I'm sorry, Lindsay Galley, um, uh, our direct education developed through a lot of conversation with different advisors who, like you mentioned, and like I feel, I still feel this way sometimes, completely intimidated by the <laughs> measurement um, conversation. It felt very inaccessible to me um, and in terms of I don't have uh, you know education or knowledge of of how measures get developed or even what they were or why they were important and so we really took a step back from uh, what measure development uh, professionals know and kind of reworded it and re um, simplified and packaged the the terminology and the uh, the blueprint for measure development so that people, regular old people, could really understand it. And I think that was really important. We all, as it turns out, interact with data in our daily lives. We just don't call it that. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody calls it that outside healthcare. (laughs) No, they Um, don't. So, you know, we, we work really hard to make sure that those concepts are accessible to patients and families through these trainings. And so, for instance, you know, we think about um, what where are our favorite places to get a cheeseburger on our webinars and on our trainings to think <laughs> about how that, how we know, what is it that we know makes it the best cheeseburger for us, for individually. And that just sort of, it kind of breaks down the, the um, intimidation factor, I think, of data, right? I mean, we can all mm-hmm. accurately rate our Uber driver because we know if the car smelled or if they said or you <laughs> felt unsafe. <laughs> yeah. 
but it's a little more difficult. It's a little more um, untouchable in, in the healthcare space. And so it's really important for patients and families as they get involved in measurement activities to have some context for the conversation. And it's not that we're moving regular folks into being measurement professionals. It's just that we're, we're really the goal of the trainings is more so to provide a little bit of context so that um, that that intimidation factor is broken down and so that patients and families can go into those rooms and into those conversations with some recognition having heard those terms before and and kind of thinking about how those terms relate to their own experience. Yeah, and I remember um, when I was going, you know, on that particular webinar, you guys took a topic that is like this big monster in the room, right? And you made it so digestible that I think all of us walked away with, even if we were still like, okay, this is still a little scary, Mm -hmm. we're able to actually sit at the table and understand and give our input and also know that it is possible for us to give that input. Because a lot of patients that I've encountered, they don't even, some don't even know that they're able to give that input on that level. And what better, yeah. you know, we can't have quality measures without having patients at the table. Right. And so, you know, I, I really appreciate you guys. Um, I'm really excited to say that from uh, feedback on our previous conferences and with the 10th anniversary, we've decided to blow it up a bit. And so we are going to have um, not a one-day, but a two-day conference this year. It's going to be in September um, in Los Angeles in in September 2020, about a, a year from now. And um, we're very excited to have it um, extended to two days because the It's always been such a very um, practical, hands-on kind of conference. We always refer to it not as a showcase conference, but more of a roll up our sleeves and let's learn together conference. And so um, instead of one day of all that great learning, we're going to have two days. And that'll give us a little more opportunity to, you know, really take in um, the the, uh, knowledge around us from our peers, as well as have a little bit more opportunity for advisors um, to take even more more of a centralized role in in the content of the conference. So we have always had a patient family advisory um, panel to open the the conference, but now we'll we'll sprinkle those activities throughout the whole uh, the whole conference two days instead. And so I think that'll give more folks an opportunity to um, to interact with advisors and for advisors to interact with our healthcare partners on mm-hmm. all levels, the local, uh, state, and national. So uh, I'm really excited about that. And uh, advisors can attend or welcome to attend um, with or without their, their healthcare partners. We really like to see those partnerships come through together. Um, we think that's a, a beneficial way for folks to learn. But mm-hmm. even if you're an advisor who's just starting out or just maybe interested in starting on this path, um, we welcome you to the conference and, in fact, offer uh, registration scholarships as well. So um, lots of opportunity. You know, we, we've always um, kind of looked at it as a conference with advisors, but um, so many of the conferences we go to, and you know this, Desiree, mm-hmm. you and I have been to a lot of them where it's a, it's a healthcare conference that advisors are invited to. This, this conference feels a little bit different. It's, a, it's an advisory conference. Uh, designed by advisors that healthcare mm-hmm. gets to come to. 
And, you know, last year uh, when I attended, it was the first year that I had been. And I'll have and I can reiterate that point because I've gone to tons of conferences all over the country in many different Mm -hmm. spaces. And this felt like and this may sound cliche, but it almost felt like a family reunion of patient (laughs) advisors. It was, you know, I saw old friends and met new friends. And it was really I walked away with such a wealth of knowledge, not just in my own PFE work, but in my personal work, like personal life, family um, resources. And it was just I was blown away. So I am so excited that it's two days I mean, yes. two days, it, it, because the I was like, oh, I need more, I need more, I need more. Two days. So I, I would urge, you know, the patients to reach out, apply for those scholarships. I know when I attended, you know, we, me and the other patient partner that went with me, we applied for a scholarship. We also, we shared a room and we, we made it, made it work. So I would um, urge you guys, the patients that are listening and our healthcare providers as well, you know, to join right. the conference and, and and sit at the table with us so that we can, you know, make our healthcare systems work together. You know, it's all about partnerships and building those partnerships. So I That's can't right. wait. I will definitely, definitely be there, be there, be there. So website, is there a website that they can go to to join the PFA network or look up the conference? Absolutely. There's the, um, the PFA network actually has its own website. So there's, I'll give you two. The uh, PSA Network is at www.psanetwork.org, and that's where they can um, get to the survey and the membership survey and go ahead and join. There's no fees at the within the PFA Network. There's no fees for training. There's that's all accessible. We just want to push out as much um, good content as we can to the community. So. That's where patient family advisors can join. That's also where any healthcare partners who are seeking advisors to partner with can uh, let us know and put in a request for that. Um, and then the PFCC Partners website is at www.pfccpartners.com. And that's where most of the, the um, uh, more detailed conference information will be. But I also wanted to mention another activity we have coming up for the advisors specific to the measurement since you asked about that. Um, yeah. we, our, our other annual event is the Patient Family Advisory Summit. And that's a convening of a group of advisors with national partners, for instance, from National Quality Forum, from Center for Medicaid Medicare Services, from Patient Centered Outcomes Research Institute, and several others. And that really came out of a, a gap we were seeing between sort of the national drivers for patient family engagement and the advisors that were really on the front edge and the, and the front line of that engagement. We started to see this gap kind of um, forming in the knowledge base of, of both of those groups. And so the summit is a time to come together and learn together specifically around a topic. And so this year, we will be having a discussion uh, on measurement because that's such an emerging activity for patient family advisors and because it's such, as we've discussed, a little bit inaccessible um, or at least intimidating. And so we're meeting with some of our, our measurement uh, leaders in the country to think about how we do that, that partnership really effectively. And I'm really excited to say that the National Quality Forum will be our hosting sponsor. So we'll actually be having that at the National Quality Forum. And that 
date is January 28, 2020. So that's coming up fairly soon in a few months. Um, so also I would invite advisors to, uh, that, that will be an application process. Um, unfortunately, we have a limited number of scholarships and stipends to give folks to attend that. And we also have limited space at the summit itself. Um, but but it is a, a going to be a great event, and and so anybody that has even a, a flicker of an interest in in getting involved in measurement activities, I would really encourage you to apply for that. Oh, well, that is awesome. Well, you know, I'm always excited about these engagement opportunities and bringing patients into this work. So. When we um, publish this podcast, know that I'll put all those websites in the description. So you guys that are tuning in, you can go right into that description and click that link, and that'll take you right to the PFA Network and PFCC Partners website. So you guys can get in there, apply, and be engaged with us. Well, Libby, it has been a really great conversation. I so appreciate you spending time with us and sharing your wisdom and your resources with our listeners. Is there any last words that you want to give to our listeners before I let you go? You know, I think just encouragement. Get involved. There's more opportunity than I could have ever dreamed of when I started this work in in the mid-90s. And um, healthcare is listening. And, and, you know, we have a new role in healthcare all of us as patients and family caregivers um, and uh, as well as ad, as advisors. So, you know, find your space and, and just get involved, be part of the conversation. Um, we need your voice and we need your, your knowledge um, and your lived experience to inform the design of the healthcare uh, system of our future. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in to Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. And as always, be engaged. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com. 